This is Reaching the Finish Line. And I'm your host, Callan Dix. Check out the website, www.reachingthefinishline.com. And pick up my free report. Save up to 75% what they don't want you to know. ReachingTheFinishLine.com And welcome. Today I am delighted to have Ethan Suturia. Ethan is the founder and CEO of a new online lending company called DealStruck. Recently he's been featured on CNBC and I have been fascinated by it because I think it's a great resource for millennials. It's definitely changing the face of small business finance, and I'm happy to have them on. Ethan, welcome. Thanks, Callan. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. So before we get into like the meat of it, I'm quite sure a lot of uh, millennial entrepreneurs are excited because it's something that they struggle with quite often. Uh, it'll be great to kind of get sort of a background of uh, kind of what led you up to deal show you know how you got started and perhaps you know the, the, the journey along the way that uh, led you up to deal struck sure uh, be glad to share that so my journey started when I was a little kid I guess because I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family my father has been a startup tech CEO for most of my life and sort of spent a lot of time growing up in his offices you know, seeing how his companies were being built and run, meeting the interesting, you know, young, smart, talented people who were part of the unique companies and ideas that he was bringing to life. And so I guess I sort of had a little bit of, you know, entrepreneurship in my, in my blood, or at least some desire to one day be my own boss. And um, I sort of formally started my career uh, in Wall Street, on Wall Street in, in, a, in financial services. I worked at Lehman Brothers. My first job was in 2008 during the financial crisis. And so I was a, had an entrepreneurial upbringing, but I went to a really large 10,000 person company that you know, happened to then go very sideways very quickly when I was a young guy. Mm. And I used that opportunity to sort of rethink what I wanted to do. And I realized that I wanted to be in startups and had the fortune to connect with some friends who I went to college with. And uh, we got together and started a business about six years ago in uh, in internet marketing, and that was my first foray into entrepreneurship. It was my first foray into sort of the internet and technology, and uh, I learned a lot there by watching my friends who were you know sort of the founders of the company go through the ups and downs of what entrepreneurs deal with. Uh, you know, we built the company on credit cards and alternative lending sources and, and we're able to sort of, uh, you know, bootstrap our way up to a, a really nice uh, business that is you know, still going well today. And along the way, I learned a lot. And after a few years, you know, with those guys, I felt that I was ready to, you know, to take a, a stab at it for myself. And the key things I wanted to accomplish when I was, you know, starting a company were that I wanted to solve a big problem. Uh, I wanted to work, you know, on something that had a social impact or that was mission driven, and I really wanted to create a place where people love coming to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and given my background that had a little bit of finance and a little bit of technology, uh, I started looking at the alternative lending space and saw a huge gap in the capital markets for small businesses, and thought, "Wow, what a great opportunity for me to not just be an entrepreneur, but be an entrepreneur whose business is helping other entrepreneurs." So I sort of got the best of both worlds, and that's how uh, I came to Dealstruck. 
Great. So, Ethan, what 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 do you think? Or actually, you're the expert. So, what is that big gap uh, in alternative lending? I mean, I think the big gap has you know really uh, even gotten larger over the last you know seven or eight years since the the downturn in 2008. You know, the the situation for most small businesses, younger companies, is that they just can't qualify today uh, at a bank. Um, you know, banks have a focus on larger loans. They have uh, a focus on you know um, a client base that that tends to be more uh, you know mature, so to speak, in terms of having more collateral, being in business longer, and uh, you know it's also just gotten difficult for the banks to do more of what they used to do to small businesses, which is you know make loans on a sort of relationship basis, mm-hmm. because uh, the compliance landscape has changed and become difficult, and so. What's happened is there's been a huge number of businesses that really can't get capital on sort of rational, affordable, fair, and transparent terms. Hmm. And what initially filled that gap was sort of what I would call, you know, subprime lenders, uh-huh. folks that were charging very high rates, that were having, you know, very small loans, short terms. They were extremely onerous for you know, entrepreneurs and young companies to to to, to handle properly. Uh-huh. And we saw that there was this big gap in the middle where companies that have been around, you know, a year or two that have revenue and some level of profitability where, you know, the owners or the key managers have, you know, some level of creditworthiness where they have customers, um, you know, they should have access to products that are bank-like. They should have access to products that are sized and priced and termed appropriately. They should have access to a lender who can be their true financing partner, not just their transactional counterparty. And that's the huge opportunity that we've sort of called mid-prime. And uh, the customer base that we serve are growing small businesses, typically with you know one to two million dollars in sales. And we provide term loans and lines of credit anywhere from as small as $25,000 all the way up to half a million so we can really grow with our clients as they mature their companies. Great. Let's uh, let's talk more about DealStruck and talk about, you know, how are you filling the gap? You you spoke briefly about, you know, how you help people who, you know, have have millions of dollars in a million dollar plus in sales annually. Uh, what else about DealStruck? Maybe you could talk about, uh, you know, some other features about uh, this great service you're offering. Sure. So I think there's there's a couple um, couple of sort of very unique things that that help us, you know, serve the market. Uh, I think, you know, better than many players out there. Certainly, some of the options in the past. You know, one of those is that we have a, a variety of products, and so you know we don't look at our applicants or our customers and try to you, you know fit a square peg in a round hole. We have term loans, which can you know are sort of upfront injections of capital for businesses that you know need to spend all the money today like they need to buy a piece of equipment they want to open another unit they want to hire a sales force uh, and so that product can help companies like that we also have two different types of credit lines um, that help clients who have working capital needs one of those products is geared towards inventory so we have a credit line where you know, retailers or wholesalers, folks that are buying inventory on a regular basis can actually finance 100% of the cost of their inventory with DealStruck and then pay that down 
as their inventory sells. Mm -hmm. And unlike you know a term loan, they can actually continue to renew advances under the same credit line every time they have a need for more inventory. Interesting. And then lastly, we have a similar product for sort of business to business companies. So companies that sell to other businesses who often extend credit terms, maybe they get paid every 30 or 45 days, they might need the cash up front and we provide a line of credit against their accounts receivable so that they can you know, essentially accelerate the capture of that cash so that they can reinvest into new projects um, you know, quicker than they might otherwise. So you know, being able to serve a wide variety of industries, uh, a wide swath of sort of the different needs that a company may have is one of the ways that we're in that market really being a partner to companies and not just a lender. Interesting. Now, uh, this is a question I often get, Ethan, and uh, I, I really feel for these uh, these entrepreneurs. Uh, do you have a product, let's say for the new entrepreneur who starts a business and need capital? Do you have a product for them where they can uh, perhaps uh, you know you know get some startup capital uh, to get started? They don't, they don't really have no no annual revenues, but because they're just getting started, they don't really you know. Uh, do you have a solution for them? So I would say the answer to that is not yet. So okay. it's a huge portion. It, it is a we see lots of startups, pure startups. You know, people with great ideas that are looking to get their businesses off the ground, and we we do see that as an opportunity for us. And we have some plans in the near future to sort of start to tackle that. But in the interim, you know, we've actually been able to align ourselves with some partners who can provide that type of financing. These are tend to be nonprofit lenders or. Uh, CDFIs, which are community development financial institutions, and these are companies that you know are able to provide capital, you know, twenty-five, fifty, sometimes up to seventy-five thousand dollars, you know, for pure startups, and they can do it, you know, at a at a at a very healthy, affordable rate because you know they're a nonprofit org that gets some support and subsidies from from their partners, and so we work with a couple folks. Um, you know, there's places like Kiva that you could go or Kiva Zip. There's, um, you know, nonprofit organizations like Axion, which serve small businesses. Um, and, and so right now, sort of, we've decided that, you know, uh, we've had, we need to focus on sort of serving the core customer that we serve, <clears throat> but we've partnered with others to help be able to direct startups that come to us to, you know, a, a healthy place for capital. Going forward, you know, we're planning to do, um, uh, you know, to do something where we can actually bring them into our ecosystem with the goal being that we'd like to capture these clients when they're young, help them generate uh, healthy financing habits and continue to graduate them within our product set as they grow. Right. So basically, your service for the entrepreneur um, who who is having some success and kind of want the desire to expand and scale their business. One million to two million is our average customer, but you know to qualify to pre-qualify with us, you, you only need to have one hundred fifty thousand dollars in sales and one year in business. So, you know, we still don't have, you know, we're still not touching that pure startup, the person who walks in with a business plan on a piece of paper and says, you know, I need fifty thousand bucks to get off the ground. Right. But you know, someone who is very early into their success would be able to to start, uh, you know, to start getting capital from Dealstruck and, and grow within the, uh, with with us as a partner. Right, and, and and that's good, and that's good too, because uh, the hundred and fifty thousand dollar range definitely appeals to a whole lot 
uh, more businesses because a lot of businesses are kind of in that stage where they're having success, uh, but they but they want more capital because uh, obviously you know many people they, they try to go on shows like Shark Tank, but they often get turned away. And I think you're actually a, a great alternative to Shark Tank because um, because often many of the people that I see on those type of TV shows uh, when they when they say you know you know how much have you you know how much have you made in the last year they typically say that number 150,000 200,000 so uh, you know 400,000 so that can definitely be a, a great alternative for uh, entrepreneurs to consider uh, wanting to scale their business now you talked about I believe it was two other products if you you know perhaps let's flush that out and talk about that a bit more in depth sure so one of the products that we have, which is, uh, you know, um, uh, sort of probably the most mainstream product, is is a term loan. Mm -hmm. And you know, a term loan for us is people mostly are familiar with term loans through the concept of a mortgage. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just a very large term loan where you get an upfront chunk of money and you pay it back in equal installments of principal and interest over time. Um, and so we offer term loans up to 48 months. Our typical size is around $100,000. Again, we go as small as $25,000, as large as $500,000. There's an origination fee that we charge, which is 4%. Um, and then interest rates can range as low as sort of $999, um, you know, up into the 20s, depending on you know the credit risk of the transaction. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be a little bit more expensive than you might find if you could go to a bank, but certainly less expensive than if you're on you know, a merchant cash advance or a daily debit loan or sort of a, a very, you know, sort of onerous, expensive sort of subprime type product. I agree. Uh, so that's what the term loan does. And, and you know, the, the main use cases are, are, you know, businesses that are opening new units. So we have a, a company, you know, that, that was a, you know, we financed their first unit opening a coffee shop. They've been very successful over the last 18 months and we just made a second loan to them for their second unit. So, you know, in that case, they need 150 or $250,000 to get that unit open. So we give them that money, they spend it and open the unit, and then over the course of the next, you know, three or four years, they pay it down in equal monthly installments. So that's sort of one, one of our main products. Great. And I think the other product you were talking about is called a working capital product? Yeah, exactly. So a working capital product really refers to, you know, ongoing needs that a business has just in the normal course of operations, as opposed to, hey, I need to go spend a hundred grand on a piece of equipment. There's timing differences. People who, you know, you have payroll, you have to buy inventory, you know, you need to pay whatever other bills you have, your vendors, et cetera. And so we offer lines of credit that help our customers have access to cash when they need it. Um, but they don't, you know, have this big chunk of money that they borrowed when they don't need it. And so typically we look at companies that are business to business companies where they provide terms. And so they might, you know, provide a good or service. Um, you know, maybe they're a cable installation company, maybe they're a staffing agency, maybe they're a digital marketing firm where their clients pay them, you know, on, they bill the client and they get paid 30 or 45, sometimes 60 days later. And so, you know, in the interim, they still have to run their business and they need some cash. And so we actually will help uh, open up a line of credit for them where they can borrow uh, against the future, you know, receivables that are going to pay down in 30 or 60 days. Uh -huh. And it's a, it's a true line of credit. 
They only pay for the amount that they're using. There's no cost for not using it. And uh, it's a very flexible, transparent product where they stay in control of their relationships with their customers and vendors. And so we're really just operating in the background as a standby source of capital for when they need it. Um, and that works really well for companies that have regular cash flow gaps, but they don't necessarily know when they're going to have them or how big they're going to be. They just know that they will show up. I see. I just want to take a moment to tell you about DreamHost. DreamHost.com is the award-winning web hosting service rated by PC Magazine. With their current rates and positive reviews, I couldn't think of a better company to recommend. You can get $10 off a one-year hosting plan or $25 off a two-year hosting plan when you use the promo code Kallen, K-A-L-L-E-N. DreamHost.com. PC's Magazine, best web hosting service. I see. So uh, in total, you have three products, correct? That's right. That's right. Okay, great. So, uh, so I, I, I think, I think uh, there are three excellent products for uh, entrepreneurs to consider for people who want to uh, definitely scale and uh, expand their business if they are in need of capital. Uh, definitely sounds like two of the products out of the three, you're going to have to pretty much need good credit. Would you say that's correct? Uh, well, I think we're looking, you know, it depends how you look at credit. So we're not driven heavily by personal credit. So, you know, we, we, we don't have a hard FICO cutoff that we're typically looking at, you know, 600 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got accounts that are, you know, slight, slightly below that on an exceptions basis. So, you know, you don't have to be three years in business hugely profitable, you know, 720 plus FICO, like you would necessarily have to be at a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at credit as, you know, a proxy for certain, you know, behavioral characteristics and ability to pay characteristics that are important to us. But ultimately, we're looking at the strength of the business. And if you are a person who has a good business, who's building something that's growing and viable, who has an opportunity to expand, we're going to say, we're going to say if that's a healthy business, we want to be able to provide financing to it. And while we're going to look at some of the personal credit side of things, you know, just as sort of a supporting factor, um, you know, it's not our focus. And so we see all the time, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, you know, I know that sometimes you have to run up your credit cards to, you know, get your business off the ground. Sometimes you have to, you know, dig into your savings or go take a loan that you might not otherwise take. Or sometimes, you know, you got to push a bill out late because, you know, you've got a customer that's taking too long to pay you. And so sometimes it's the case where for totally valid reasons, the traditional ways of looking at, you know, personal credit don't really you know, show the true strength of someone's business. And we're really looking through that to get to the business itself and uh, evaluate, you know, the, the growth potential uh, for it. And our goal is to, to sort of say, if it's a healthy business, we're going to find a way to finance it. We're talking with Ethan Centuria. He's the founder and CEO of DealStruck, which is a new online lending company that's changing the face of small business finance. Uh, recently, he's been featured on CNBC, great resources as a, for lending uh, to millennials. And uh, we're just talking about uh, his different products uh, that he offers as part of his uh, lending company, uh, DealStruck. Okay, so. What I want to do, Ethan, I'm going to give you some scenarios, and I want you, and perhaps maybe uh, I'm quite sure a lot of listeners can uh, maybe be able to relate to some of these uh, scenarios, and you tell me which product will be right for that person, okay? Okay. All right, so let's say 
let's say uh, there is an entrepreneur who personal credit is 600. Okay, uh, their their business credit really uh, is not really established. Uh, they do have one year in business, um, and they have and they have uh, you know made about almost a hundred thousand dollars in their first year. Which product do you think would be a best fit for them? So the first question I would ask them is, what are they going to use the money for? Because uh, that's really the driving factor behind what product they would get. My sense is the best product for them would probably be a small term loan, mm -hmm. where you know if they've done a hundred thousand dollars in sales, you know they're probably looking for maybe twenty five, thirty five, fifty thousand um, dollars as a sort of a you know a starter credit type product for the mm -hmm. business, and uh, I think that that would probably make the most sense. Um, but ultimately, you know, they, it would be a, hey, what are you going to use the money for? Because that will help us determine what the best product or combination of products mm -hmm. would be. But I would probably say if you're in that stage, you're looking more at a twenty-five dollars to $50,000 loan uh, usually. Okay. Next one. Uh, this, uh, this is an entrepreneur who makes uh, about $800,000 a year. Uh, the person wants to expand. They're looking to, uh, have, uh, looking to have a few more uh, locations uh, across the country. However, their credit is horrible. Well, you know, what would you suggest? Uh, what product would be a good fit for the entrepreneur? So they're certainly going to want a term loan. Because what they want to do is have the money today to go open those units, and then as those units become profitable, they want to then use the profits generated by those units to pay that loan back over time. So they'll likely look for a term loan, um, probably on the longer term, in terms you know three, four, or five years, so that they have plenty of time to get those units up and profitable to pay that loan back. Um, you know, ultimately sort of where they would go for that uh, in terms of the, the horrible personal credit side of things, it's not necessarily that big of an issue if the businesses themselves have been strong and if there's good collateral behind it. So, you know, the, the trade-off that they'll make is a person like uh, with a lower credit profile might pay a little bit higher of an interest rate mm -hmm. than, you know, the other way around, but it shouldn't be something that deters them uh, necessarily from being able to get financing. Great. That's great advice. And uh, and uh, again, DealStruck offers those three products. Uh, definitely, uh, I would recommend you all to check that out, especially uh, if you already have been having success as an entrepreneur and you're looking for additional capital. You know, whatever reason you're looking for additional capital, uh, Ethan Suturi of DealStruck uh, will definitely be able to help you out with that. Let's take the opportunity, uh, Ethan, if you would, to talk about uh, your partners because uh, in the beginning of the uh, episode we talked about uh, you know people who uh, who just getting started with their business and they really have no capital and they want some startup capital and you said wow it's not a uh, product that you're offering yet uh, it is something that you do work with your partners perhaps you could you know you could expand you know you know get into more detail about that and to kind of give uh, these entrepreneurs some sort of direction sure so there's a few different uh, scenarios that you might be in if you're just starting a company. Um, let's go with the scenario where you have good personal credit, but you don't have you know a bunch of cash in the bank. Uh, in that case, you might actually look to a personal loan as a way to start your business. So you can qualify typically, um, you know, for thirty-five or fifty thousand uh, dollars 
you know, purely based on your, you know, sort of personal credit. And if you have strong credit, that might be the way to go. Now, eventually, you'd probably like to transition that, you know, credit to the business as opposed to yourself. But certainly, it's a, a way to go either a personal loan or, or again, you know, starting with credit cards and, and using that as a way to, um, you know, to get your business off the ground. So that's sort of one scenario. Other scenario might be, um, you know, where, uh, and you could also probably go to a bank, frankly, for that type of, of, of starter loan if you have, you know, really strong personal credit. Mm. Um, other places where you go, if maybe you have, you know, not, not, you know, pristine credit would be some of the nonprofit lenders. Mm -hmm. So there are nonprofit organizations out there. Um, Kiva Zip is one of them. Axion is one of them, and there's a hand. There's there's, there's a, a bunch others sort of that serve their localities where they are nonprofits established with the mission of providing startup capital for businesses and on and to entrepreneurs who might not have access through traditional sources. And you could typically get you know somewhere between as low as five thousand dollars there, um, all the way up to usually seventy five thousand um, dollars as sort of a, a, a starter loan for your business. That's another way that you could go. Mm -hmm. There's also, um, you know, if you're a company that is brand new, but you're generating revenue, maybe you're not profitable yet, but, you know, you've got customers and you're billing them, you could uh, look to a source of capital called factoring, mm. where you actually are getting, uh, you're selling your invoices. And so let's pretend that, you know, uh, I make widgets and I sell them to your company, Callan, mm -hmm. and you you pay me in 30 days, well, when I invoice you upon delivery of those widgets, you owe me money and someone will actually buy that piece of paper from me at a slight discount. And so uh, in that case, you know, it's a little bit more expensive, it's a little bit more onerous, but you're able to start generating cash immediately from those invoices even before you're at a place where your company's profitable. And so if you're a, a brand new company, but you're generating revenue, you might look at factoring if you generate invoices. Mm. Um, and then there are other products for newer companies. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, said, I, f I find the whole, I find the factoring thing interesting. Um, does that apply uh, to, let's say, because uh, uh, I, I get emails about people, uh, they want to kind of go in this space of, you know, having their own uh, documentary or having their own, uh, having their own album or having their own book or having their own TV show. I, a lot of people, I uh, get emails, they, they want to kind of go in that direction. Do you think a fact, let's take an author, for example, do you think a factoring can apply to that? Yeah, I mean, so the, the key for factoring is that you have to sell on terms and you typically have to sell to another business. Oh, so, okay. You know, it's, it's usually not the case. There are companies out there that will factor a consumer receivable, meaning, you know, I'm, for example, I'm a doctor and you're my patient and, you know, you are owe me for the visit. Um, there are people who will finance that, though it's not as common. It's a very specialized business. I see. Typically, factoring is more of a, a B2B thing where I'm a company, I sell to another company, and someone is willing to, you know, essentially provide me upfront money for the invoice because the company that is going to pay me in 30 or 60 days is an ongoing entity, has, you know, legal standing and right. it's, uh, you know, a, a more sort of secure risk. So typically factoring is for B2B companies. 
There are uh, products out there that are, you know, I will caution you, expensive, um, but where if you're a brand new startup and all you're doing is generating revenue, maybe you get paid by credit cards or you get paid from consumers, there are products called daily debit loans. There are products called merchant cash advance where, you know, they're going to be smaller loans, they're going to be more expensive, they're going to be much shorter terms, so you'll typically pay them back in three, six, or 12 months. But you will probably be able to get some, some capital, um, you know, just based on the fact that you have revenue. Um, but, you know, as you look at the options when you're an entrepreneur, you know, you want to make sure that you don't sort of take some capital just because, hey, you have access to it without sort of thinking through what the ramifications are going to be downstream. Because some of the decisions you make early on in terms of what sort of financing you take and who you take it from can have big impacts down the road uh, when your you know your business is growing and, and you're you know now trying to to keep things on the on the rise. I think that's very important. I'm glad you uh, brought that up. Uh, you know, so I, I, you provided a lot of uh, great resources. You know, especially you know for the the new entrepreneur who really has no startup capital. Uh, Kiva and Axion uh, sounds like great resources, and I definitely recommend the audience uh, to check that out. Uh, you also talked about credit cards. Is, is there any uh, you know uh, you know great credit cards for like you know startup entrepreneurs that uh, you would recommend? You know, I I'm not an expert in the credit card market, but I would actually say that there are a couple good resources out there where. Uh, you know, entrepreneurs can can get very thorough reviews of all different credit cards that are out there, both personal credit cards as well as commercial credit cards, small business cards. Um, one of our partners is called Nerd Wallet, ah. sort of a, an interesting name, but Nerd Wallet, and um, they actually have started primarily, uh, you know, by generating reviews on consumer lending and consumer credit cards, but have worked with us to build out a small business arm and they're really an impartial third-party uh, you know uh, source that reviews the landscape for financing as it pertains primarily to credit cards um, and and that's a great resource where if you want to get a sense for all the different options that are out there and the rewards and the costs and the qualifications and the, you know all those things I would say NerdWallet is a great resource there's a couple other sites like that you know Credit Karma is one um, where you know they've built out a hugely robust database of reviews on different types of credit cards for business owners or entrepreneurs um, at various stages and those would be the places to go learn more about the credit cards but I can say from you know the experience that I saw in my first startup uh, you know we were able to use sort of a combination of business credit cards and personal credit cards to to get enough capital to really get the, the flywheel turning and Eventually, uh, we were able to move on to a factoring company, and then eventually we moved on after three years to a bank relationship. And so, you know, it's a it's a perfectly reasonable place to start, and there are plenty of good resources out there to help you learn about the credit card landscape. Excellent. And Ethan, if people want to get in contact with you or follow you, how would they do that? Well, they can email me. Uh, <laughs> my email is my first name, Ethan, uh, E-T-H-A-N at dealstruck.com. I do my best to respond to everything uh, within 24 hours. So happy to 
to, to have uh, inbounds from whoever is interested in learning more. Um, and then certainly you can go to www.dealstruck.com. You can apply online or, or ask for help and learn more about what we have to offer. And one of our uh, you know really talented, educated salespeople will, will help you uh, see what we can do and understand your options if it's not with us. Ethan, thanks for being our guest. Thanks so much, Colin. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs, best-selling author and career strategist at seen a Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on an email list, you're missing out. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.